Oh, oh, dismount. Okay, nice. I'm going to throw this into that lake over there. And splash. That's probably not the best for the environment. I shouldn't have done that. Today's episode is overflowing with Michaels. Michael Rabidan braved the Las Vegas highway to come talk into microphones with me. Michael is a first-class Las Vegas trumpeter with decades of experience in the industry, and we relax and talk about life, music education, fungus on tonsils, backyard bamboo, and much, much more. Without further ado, bring on the Michaels! Thanks for driving you want to, uh, that nice new car over here. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. Feels, feels good. It's only half as terrifying as it was last week. What? Why was it terrifying? Because you're eight, eight centimeters off the highway. Yeah. Above the highway. Yeah. You can get decapitated at any moment. It does, there's no... <laughs> it's a little Astro Boy car. Oh, man. It's, it's terrifying. It's really terrifying. It was a lot louder, so that scared me, too. I guess I'm just terrified all the time. <laughs> I just picture you like starting your car and going, "Oh, I'm crying as I'm smiling." Oh no! Ah, I hate this. <laughs> Let's go faster. You got those Swiss cheese uh, holes in your pedals. I do. That's where all the money went. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> through the holes. Racing pedals. Yeah. 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 It's aerodynamic, especially when the air doesn't go through the. You never, you never have your foot suctioned to the gas pedal. No, I can't. Like, is a, a huge you problem. Can't because of the cars. holes in the walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, uh, the, the holes in the, whatever. In the pedals. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying the pedals, not the walls. <laughs> Definitely not the walls. <laughs> I'm stupid. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. Um, all right. <sighs> it's good. This is good. All right. So um, I'm just gonna say some shit here. Um, today's guest on Spice to Meet You. That's that's not how I ever start the fucking thing. Uh, today's guest is a fantastic trumpet player. We should have some lavender or something around. It's spice to meet you. <laughs> I love it. And some Earl Grey tea. You have a nice... It's a nice background. We could film this. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's true. My phone's out of, out of space, though, so I'm not going to do that. Oh. <laughs> we'll always have our memories. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to be done. Um... Uh, all right. Today's, today's guest is a fantastic trumpet player that I have a lot in common with. And I'm going to list these things right now, okay? Ooh. We're both Michaels. Uh, we both write and arrange music. We're both musicians. It's the same same thing, I guess. Uh, we both worked on cruise ships, tricked beautiful ladies into long-term relationships, and then moved to Vegas. Yeah, that's, our, <laughs> that's the pinnacle of our success right there. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm having an existential Devious. career crisis right now, because I, I've peaked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so, uh, and this is... Uh, Stuff that I did learn off of uh, the uh, website, the Envy Music Academy website, a little bit. Some of oh. these things. <laughs> that was I a lie. I did a George Santos. I just <laughs> threw threw up on us. <laughs> oh, that's lies. Yeah, that's all, all full of lies. Yeah, all right, well, I'll list these things. And I you can tell admit me, it before anybody figures it out, though. <laughs> you tell me which ones are lies. Um, uh, since graduating from Berkeley College of Music in 2004, you have shared the stage with such greats as Carl Denson, the Bomb Squad, G.E. Smith, and Randy Brecker. Is that all? Is that all true? Uh, yeah, but there's there's a little uh, <laughs> shared. The stage might be a little loose term. We Dude, kind of opened that, for, to from every, a lot of them. Every music bio um, in the fucking world. But it's I did, like, yeah, yeah. But I did play with those guys as like you know, 
It could have been a jam session. Come on stage for a... No, no, it was a, it was a show. Yeah, so then uh, you did share the st- stage. Yeah, but I kind of like high-fived them and then left. No, uh, <laughs> no, no, I played... <laughs> I, bought, I, bought, I bought tickets to the show. Yeah. I ran up on stage. Yeah, that's when them. the security guard tackled yeah. me. And, okay, so, so that's a little different, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I sh- you know... <laughs> I breathed the same air. Uh... All right, so all those things. Um, you've played shows all over Vegas, including Zombie Burlesque and Vegas the Show, to name just just two that I know of. Uh, you play that's all, all the, the shows with the trumpet player. <laughs> <laughs> that's all the gigs. Those that's are the two gigs the that are left. Shows there are. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and with with groups like this, with sorry, and with groups like Soul Juice and the Lucky Devils Band. Um, I'm just listing things that we have in common, I guess. <laughs> Although yeah, I haven't okay. done Zombie Burlesque, so fair enough. Um, but yeah, uh, you, so you're well known on cruise ships and around here for your charts. Um, and you even have tribute shows for Sting and, uh, not for Sting, but you have tribute shows based around the music of Sting and around the music of Michael Jackson, which you developed over the course of your cruise ship career, Mm. which not many people do that. You're, you are, you when I first met you on cruise ships, you, you, I had read your charts many times before that, and your reputation preceded oh. you. And uh, it, was I was, it was cool to actually meet the person that. And I, that oh, was thanks, man. Part of the reason that I, I started getting interested in that because it was like, oh, this guy's actually doing it. I can what stopping me from learning more finale and learning more about arranging and how to write drum charts and all that shit. Um, I can tell you. I can tell you why I. Um, started doing it. Why? Because you were I, sick uh, of reading shitty charts, right? Uh, that's... Yeah, but that hadn't pushed me over the edge to be like, that's we can't do this anymore. No more Proud Mary. Yeah. No more Brown-Eyed Girl. Yeah. I, I started with the Michael Jackson show uh-huh. um, because I absolutely hated my roommate. <laughs> okay. So, so I... I just sat in front of the laptop, put some headphones on, and worked as much as I could so I didn't have to talk to him. Okay. That's that's interesting. That's why I okay. and it just kept going song after song after song uh, for an entire contract. <laughs> that's a good motivator. Ted, oh my god. Motivated yeah. by personal hatred toward your roommate. Fear and hate. It's it's <laughs> it's good. <laughs> What? Yeah, so that's your that was your juice to so, get you yeah. going, and then you kind of I think you at some point hit it. Yeah, I actually liked momentum. it. Yeah, uh, and and when we played it, I was like, oh, that that was a lot of fun. And then once I finally got on to the next ships, or no, I I I I wanted to test myself and see if I could do a show in between contracts because there's like okay. what, usually like three months off yeah. or something. Yeah. I wanted to see if I could write like, you know, 18 songs or I don't even know how much it is, how many songs. How, it is. how long into your cruise ship career were you like, how, how long have you have had you been working there when you were like, I'm going to, you started writing uh, the, the police one or the, well, MJ just, one? I guess any chart. Like, did you start with like one chart here and there and then it kind of just snowballed from the hatred of the roommate thing or? Uh, <laughs> no i think they were both like we're like we're doing a sh- i'm doing a show yeah um but like how was that like three years into it or oh um no it was it was probably it was probably five years into it okay 
Yeah. And then five or six years into it. And then, and then the last two years, um, I did the, the last, the, the sting show. Yeah. So it started with the MJ Excuse one me. and then yeah. the sting one. Yeah. Which are like, which we are had, like two um, sets, right? Like there's two full sets. You can of, do two 45 minute sets. I yeah. think they actually can get up to, uh, two hours. This, um, see, I would have killed to be on, like I had, I had really good, like early contracts on ships. Mm. Like we had the, when we had the 10 piece and it was six horns. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was never on a seven piece ship. Um, but I was only ever on ten piece and five piece where I was the only horn. So mm. it's like, oh, but fun. like, and I had great contracts and like the people that I met and and like the mentors that I had and the people I got to play with were just unbel- unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And same thing with the five piece ones too. But uh, it was you know it's just a different gig. It's it's oh yeah sure it sucks. It's <laughs> I'm, it, not because of the people but because you're playing shaker or tambourine or doing yeah, background making vocals. up your own parts or yeah or playing some shitty line over yeah you're back in college again where you're like oh yeah. just yeah feel it yeah <laughs> oh, just got to feel it um yeah and it, you're dealing with other people who aren't horn players that don't yeah. really know what to do with or you or musicians yeah <laughs> depending on the ship but my point is i would have killed to be on a ship where you were like the the guy writing the charts was like the empty oh, and thanks, like well, doing all this shit and that's one of my New Year's resolutions is to get these shows yeah. going this year. I mean, here in Vegas. Yeah. Yes. Um. What it just takes one. And you because the work is shot. done. It's you. You've already the work is done. Yeah. Well, everything's written any, every, anyway. But you know the charts are hard. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. kind of I kind of went for it. Yeah. Uh, but that's also they don't get boring because they are so. Yeah. Hard. No, it's good. It's uh, I, I think it's interesting. Thanks, you don't well, and you you write shit that. And maybe I'm biased because you're a horn player, and mm. but you and you because you know, and I play with you all the time, and you're super easy to play with because I know I, when I listen to you, I know when to articulate, cut off all the stuff, and it's just easier to play with someone like that. Uh, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate yeah, that. And, and those rep- those are, that's represented in your charts too. Um, but yeah. Um, well, that's funny. So you started you started with the hatred of the roommate. Hatred, absolute <laughs> hatred. Is he would have to? This guy would have a TV going on. He would have his laptop going on and still want to have a full conversation. And he couldn't stop talking. He couldn't oh, stop talking. No, it was no. just. Uh, well, and that's gonna be that was uh, one of my questions, and that kind of answers that is like working as a cruise ship musician, which you know there are. I don't know if there's less now, but I feel like there's probably less. the The gig is totally different now. Mm-hmm. But when we did it, um, and I saw we we saw the tail end of like the ten piece band is now gone, and I was one of the last Barry players I think on uh, on the ship. But yeah, what was that? The Splendor. It was a Splendor, mm. and it was before they actually fully got rid. They brought it down to a nine piece, right? <laughs> and it was it was once my. It's not like I got axed. It was just like there was no more Barry after that, right, On right. that ship. But yeah, maybe it was just that ship. I don't know if it was the very last very player, but um, yeah. So the the gig is not the same really anymore. But I guess it's still there. It's still similar. And I feel like people listening to this that would consider getting into cruise ship work as musicians, especially as horn players. Um, what's that's part of? I'm guessing that part of the cons and we'll get to the pros but the cons of of working and living on a cruise ship are 
the roommate, the roommate thing. It's it's because you're you're in such a tiny tiny little like I'm in a I'm we're sitting musicians in a, aren't usually the cleanest of people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and by the I way, had a, I had a so, that guy, that dude was a social hook. No, no, he was a club O two dude. Oh no. Um and Also oh, he dealt with kids. It was a that's dealt a teen with kids, one, right? Yeah, and he just asked the dumbest questions and I just I just look at him. Like, you could probably answer this question yourself. Here you go. <laughs> what one of his questions was, Do you like me? <laughs> yeah. I want to just give him a pressing gaze. Are we friends? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think uh, <laughs> but no, so like if you had to choose one in each category, best part of working on a cruise ship, where's part of working on a cruise ship? In your whole, what was it, seven years? Well, we met our wives on cruise ships, so yeah. they became our roommates, which which is a great best that, part of the. <laughs> yeah, that's a, you, you. That's total different swings of the pendulum. Yeah, there, that's the thing is like if you if you find the love of your life on a cruise ship and you end up living together, it's. Way better. Way better. <laughs> way better. Girls but, are way cleaner. Yes, they are. Than yeah. disgusting musicians. Um, I, my fr- I, do you have any bad roommate? I, I have a I oh have plenty of them. Oh my goodness, yes I do. Huh. Uh, uh, number one worst roommate, Meredith Elrod. No, I'm yeah. Um, no, uh, it was a guy that love you, Meredith. And 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 people, some people listening to this will know who this is if they know me, but. Uh, it was a, another. I won't even say the instrument because I don't want to. It was another horn player, a much older man. Uh, he would basically he smoked in the bathroom, mm-hmm. which was so all of our towels. I had to keep my towel outside of our bathroom so that it wouldn't smell like cigarettes. Sure, sure. To to dry myself off with. Um, it's meaning and and because he did that so much, it was like yellow on our ceiling. Oh it was yeah, absolutely rancid. Yeah, but because he constant he chain smoked all day long, and it was it was, you know, I'm worried about Vile. the guy, but I'm like I can't you can't like tell people how hey, to live their lives. You're not their parents. Yeah, and and for the most part, he was like nice to me and everything. He just kind of left me alone. But it was, he would keep it would be late at night. He would come back from the bar, and you would just hear him smoking. Either smoking, crying, or coughing up a lung. <laughs> I swear to God, and it's the saddest thing ever. But like, I know. And it's <laughs> now that I, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's something roommates have to actually look out for each other as well. Yeah, because uh, there's a you can get mad depressed. I mean, people throw themselves over the yeah over this uh, well on the side of the ship. My fr- a friend of mine I went to school with. He got way before I ever got a gig on a cruise ship. He went and did like a. a two weeks or something on a carnival ship and we over the break we heard about it was a news story saying musician on a cruise ship falls overboard right and no one could get a hold of him we didn't know who they wouldn't say who it was in the news thing right. and we didn't it was before like i probably wasn't before smartphones but it was we didn't have his number and he would be out at sea anyway so mm-hmm. um but yeah, so it's then he showed up and he was alive, so it was fine. And it was like some fly-on thing, but yeah, no, it, you can get crazy depressed. You don't have windows. You um, all you work stuff. with the people you live. You work with the people you live, which can be an advantage because yeah. you get to know people really quickly. True, because you're you eat with them, you sleep next to them, you know, in the same hallway. I mean, not in the same bed, but you know, sometimes that's how we met our wives. Sometimes and we sleep in the hallway. Sometimes you just wake up and uh, you're like, hey, you want to marry me? And we'll go to Vegas? Yeah. <laughs> I practiced in the mirror when I had to say that. No, but anyway, so, yeah. But 
best part of working on a cruise ship besides meeting your wife. That's got to be number one. Uh, so number two. <laughs> well, obviously, the, all the places you visit. Yeah, um, that's true. A lot of the places, granted, are are still pretty slummy. <laughs> well, uh, and it's the tourist version of those places, yeah. like Nassau and in the right. Bahamas. But like, um, yeah. But I I even like the resorts like Cozumel. I loved going. I loved going there every week, every yeah. single time. You, you well, got yeah, you your spots there. Cosmo. That's, Cosmo's a good one. Yeah. I mean, I got a tattoo from, I think, a 16-year-old, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it's still the best tattoo I have. What What is the tattoo? Is it? Is what it, is it? Is it a tramp stamp? <laughs> it, oh, it's the ohm. It's uh, on my... Um, shoulder? She yeah, a shoulder blade. Yeah. Next with the, the other two. Gotcha. Okay. Um. How long did it take? Was it just you saw him? Or were you like, I'm getting a tattoo today? I'm getting a tattoo today. Okay. And I went in and I showed him like a picture. Yeah, the the places. Did you ever do the West Coast run? Oh, yeah, yeah. I did yeah. PV. PV. I did the um, Alaska. Um, oh, I never did Alaska. We never went. Um, and that, that was the one at the end of the uh, summer one. Yeah. Uh, we went to Hawaii and then took nice. it over to Australia. Nice. And that's when I went to New Zealand for the first time. And there you go. And you like re- you made a beeline for like the woods, and you found Katie. Hobbiton, and you were yeah. like, "You're gonna be mine." Yes, I hit her over the head and dragged her back and to she my was cave. Like, and she was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah." It was my, it was my awesome charm. There was just, pff, no questions. She was like, "Look at his spiky hair." Yeah, uh, <laughs> weird. An American green card. <laughs> yeah, and then we went through all that shit. Yeah, we, we used to. When we moved here. We used to live right up the road from one another, um, and uh, started hanging. Yeah, we out. could cartwheel to each other's house. <laughs> yeah, uh, we started hanging out more once you moved to the opposite end of the county. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's good. No, but we went through all that shit this, to this at the same time because yeah. she's from New Zealand, I'm from Canada, and uh, anyway, so yeah, good mm. or bad, whatever. We covered the the cruise ship stuff. Talk about Berkeley for a second. What, or is it worth talking about? Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I mean, how did you? So you're I was there from Missouri. Got to be fifteen years ago, ten you're years ago. Somewhere? Originally from Missouri. Uh, no, no. Uh, what did it's I, kind of a tumultuous path. All right, so oh. I was born in Rhode Island. Oh, I grew oh. up in New Jersey. I didn't know that. And then I moved to Missouri when I was like ten or something. Oh no, shit. Okay. And then and I then, didn't know any of that. Mm. This is good that we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Michael. <laughs> what, was it just like work stuff? Like, uh, yeah, Dad was um, um, working for IBM. Okay, and the move from Jersey to Missouri was because of, uh, I guess they were, uh, I don't want to say collapsing or, or anything. Like Consolidating, that, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Doing something. Well, the tech industry in general is, yeah. In a constant state of expansion and collapse, I think. Yeah. Right now, we're breathing organism. January twenty twenty three. So we're uh, we're in the middle of a gigantic uh, uh, downturn in jobs in the tech tech mm. sector. But uh, Tesla prices are down, so you should go get a go. You should go get a Tesla. <laughs> wow. You get a Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the dudes are emerging. <laughs> anyway, so. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, All right. So, so Rhode Island, Berkeley, New Jersey until you're ten. Missouri, Missouri. Yeah. IBM, until high school. Till high school. Uh, and then and then went to school right out of high school. At and you were like, I, I'm uh, I like Boston, this. not EY. Yes. EE. Yes. EE. The the music one. Uh, do they have a? 
music program at EY. I don't know if they do. That, that's the... I don't know. Is, is, is that a lawyer I, school? I probably shouldn't just guess about things on into a microphone. It's probably a bad idea. <laughs> no, there's no repercussions for lying anymore, so... <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, you can become anything you want, really. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go to Mars. Uh, no, wait. I'm going to buy Twitter. Uh, anyway. <laughs> do it. It'll probably be a really good financial move for you. Good. Okay. Um, How much does the planet cost? <laughs> But yeah, so you went to Berkeley. <laughs> How much does the planet cost? That's what Kanye, Kanye asked that question. What? Yeah, yeah. He was like, you know, <laughs> I can't remember. It was, I think it had something to do with money and then and the resources or something. And then he just asked somebody, you know, I, I thought to myself, and this was really genius. How much does the planet cost? If you're high enough, God, every single I thought. I think I got dumber. Just. That- that comes into your head is going to be genius if you're high enough. And that guy, do you think he does anything? I well, I, maybe it's should not be a high on medication. Thing. Maybe high. Well, maybe it's a lack of high purpose. Yeah, I think his brain is just broken, and I think he has um, whatever the opposite of imposter syndrome is. Um, Lou, Lou Gehrig's disease. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> imposter syndrome. There's a name for it. Anyway, overconfidence in the in an area, but um, went to Berkeley. Stop talking about Kanye Napoleon. West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, Berkeley. Um, I was there from '98 until 2004. Okay. Um, couple year. There was a year that I didn't go because I got mono really bad. Right when the semester started. Ooh. Oh, man. Oh, that no. was rough. That's not good. Um, I think I lost like 15 pounds. Jesus. And that was um, mono? I sh- yeah. Shit. I couldn't. My. Uh, you ready to get disgusting? Okay. Let's do Here it. Here we go. Here we go. So I had such bad bacteria on my tonsils. Oh, God. That it, things were like growing on them. I had doctors coming into the room and be like, check this you out. You told me that once, I think. Oh, my yeah. God. Eventually, Check as I was this shit up, yeah, you never seen this stuff yeah. before. Look how disgusting this kid is. Oh my god, that's stressful. eventually it was. I like as Patient I was getting zero. better. I I like literally they dislodged themselves and I coughed them out and it was oh. like fungus. Oh. oh god, it was so disgusting. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so I I couldn't go to couldn't go for a semester or two and then um, another semester. I think I, I just. I didn't prepare the funds very well. Anyway, right. I, I did graduate. One of the few. There's yeah. a. We have a Berkeley curse. Berkeley curse. Mm-hmm. Is that is that a thing? Okay. Uh, yeah. Is if you graduate, you'll never make it. <laughs> 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 Shit, uh, that's fun. That's dark. Uh, we Berkeley ha- does have an eighty percent dropout rate, as for, from what I heard. It's like, uh, but if you can sign a check. Well, the thing is. And I mean, look, we could have a, I could have a whole podcast about what's wrong with uh, music education, post-secondary music education, uh, and what we do to uh, keep keep money coming in and keep enrollment rates up so that the programs stay funded, um, and whether or not that's you know ethical to to just go. Well, you're going to spend four years learning how to craft a jazz solo uh, and be a good soloist, have good tone, and no scales, and all these things, and then. Okay, so what do I do for money? I don't know. Well, Get a like, trade. It's also the connections <laughs> that you that you make there. Um, oh yeah, for sure. But, um, well, that's why we came to Vegas. It's yeah. like there's the connections here, and it's like having 
I have gotten work through people that I've met through the university, but yeah, it's a hell of a that's a hell of a price tag on a four two year long convention. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, and you know, I learned how to write music and shit, but um, no. Anyway, it's some uh, people need that structure, though. I mean, the, who yeah. it was? Who was it that uh, sort of posed that thing on Facebook? Kanye West? I think was he? Yeah. <laughs> no, Car- Carlos. Carlos. Well, uh, no. about what? Um, I can't remember who, who said, but they someone asked actually him funny enough about going to Berkeley, and he was just basically like, "No, you don't need to go to school to to learn all this stuff." But I, you know, I wrote back. I was like, "Some people actually need this this um, this path, this focus. Otherwise, right. they're not going to um, either find out for themselves, or they're just going to be too lazy to really kind of." care enough yeah. to you know you need that kind of competition at the same time too yeah. well yeah and you're you're you have a group of peers you're all kind of right it's yeah. easier to meet people i mean i was i lived right across the hallway from uh uh rashawn ross who plays with dave matthews yeah no um, shit. i played it um, did you really with, uh-huh i didn't yeah, know that. i'd go i'd go in and he'd be playing I'd, I'd just chill with him and, and and his roommate that's awesome um well he'd be you know he'd, he'd always be practicing on on some like uh Clark Terry or, or uh, um, some some really hard bebop stuff and just yeah. be memorizing, memorize, memorize, always yeah. playing. Um, That's great, I played man. in the Tower of Power Ensemble with Mark Kelly, who's the bass player for the yeah. Roots. Yeah. Um, uh, there's just there's a lot of people that I just met that have now gone off yeah. uh, and done. A, 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 um, Annie Clements, she used to play for Sugarland, and she's with uh, Jennifer Nettles now. Okay. Um, well, and that's that's. I don't. I don't listen to country. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's isn't that cool that like, and those people would probably have done that shit anyway. But like the fact that you can kind of we can pool these people together, and then you can see where people end up. Yeah, and, and like be across the hallway from Rashawn. Rod- that's that's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, Rashawn's living here now. I think he. I believe so. Yeah. He's he was in L.A. Uh, Adam Schroeder knows him. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. Um, just played with a gig with him uh, last night. Did you? The yeah. Soul Juice. Soul Juice, yeah. Hashtag um, Soul Juice. How, how, how's that going? It's that's good. going great. Yeah? Yeah. We have a was lot of fun. Was that at that same place that's like right up the road from you? Yeah, it was at Santa Fe. Santa Fe Station. Um, and then next Saturday, uh, you guys should come. Um, we're at um, uh, Sunset. Okay. Oh, shit. All yeah. right. Mm-hmm. That's our old stomping grounds. Yeah, you yeah. And I. Yeah. Margaritas are still, what, $3? <laughs> Fantastic. I don't know. I haven't had a margarita in a long time. Shall we? Oh yeah. Cheers. This this episode brought to you by Maker's Mark. Um, if you have extra wax, uh, put your bottle cap. Uh, nope. No, let's cut that out. This episode brought to you by little poppy noises that you can make with your mouth. <laughs> That's good. It had acoustics to it. It did. I almost heard a, some sort of echo or something. It's my non-treated uh, recording room here. Oh, you did the whole thing. Oh, yeah. We're not supposed to. <laughs> Makers is tasty. Mm. And I'm a wuss. Have it on the rocks if you want. Oh. It is tasty. Yeah, it it's, is it's, tasty. It deserves more than just being shot. Uh, where did we end with that? So, yeah, Berkeley. It was cool to have. Well, okay. Yeah. So, we touched on that. That's good. Um, I, my next question. Wait. Uh, I put, uh, you're also a little landscape boy. Your backyard oh, no, I, mm, is okay. insane. 
Oh, thanks, man. It's it's if you see this man's backyard, first of all, get out of it's there. It's not a euphemism for get out of there because he's trapped you. No, but he's right though. You won't leave. <laughs> murder shack. Hashtag murder shack. Yeah, I'm growing bamboo and <laughs> you. No, but like I go over the there bamboo? and there's new shit every time I go over there. The bamboo. How's the bamboo doing? Is it like? <sighs> is it like piercing into the like power lines yet? Uh, no, no. Uh, there. Winter's really rough here. It gets really windy, and the and bamboo doesn't like the wind. So yes, a lot of the leaves are super stripped off, and a oh. lot of them are starting to die. And oh, shit, okay. I just don't know what it's gonna look like. I don't know. We'll have to find out. But yeah. bamboo's a grass, so it's yeah, pretty it's resilient. Like a big grass. Yeah, I found that out from probably from David Attenborough. Um, it's crazy. That's a good guy to it's know. A giant. Gi- Is he still alive? Grass with giantism. I think so. Yeah, it grows. Uh, it's un- it grows unbelievably fast. Yeah, and they use it for like skyscrapers and shit in like Japan. Yeah, scaffolding because it, it's like flexible. <laughs> yeah, not for the skyscrapers, but for, for scaffolding. Scaffolding, right? And um, sheets and sheet. What? Hey, bamboo sheets. What are other really things nice and- can you make from bamboo, Michael? Mm-hmm. They're edible. You can Some eat of it. Them. Yeah, you can eat it. The bamboo okay. shoots like you get in like. Uh, hey, if there's giant, if bamboo is giant grass, how come there's not like giant horses? Eating the giant grass, they, we call them pandas. Oh, <laughs> giant! The giant horses of Asia. Yes. Okay. Glad uh, we cleared that up. They're super frumpy. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about the landscaping? The actual like the thing, or like is that? Uh, um, well, I, I, I. During COVID, we all needed jobs. Yeah. Uh, I, I was teaching, um, online, but. That was just, I mean, not too many people. Not <laughs> When it comes to, like, budgeting yourself, somebody's not going to put, uh, let's get my students some uh, music lessons right. um, when you're strapped for cash. Yeah. So that dwindled down, and I needed yeah. something. I mean, I looked I looked into so many different things for new jobs. Um, uh, electrician, mm-hmm. um, just, I don't know, uh, something that I wouldn't want to just go to work and be and hate my life right um that's um, i'm too old for that stuff yep. I'm, right, um, I'm right there with you I feel and like i was that. doing a lot of stuff in my backyard trying to make it uh kind of like a um, shangri-la it, an asian vibe i guess yeah well you got it's like kind the of cacti you got well you got yeah. all sorts of shit all over there you yeah, got a little water feature it's, it's beautiful it really like it's, it's like very weird it puts me in a really fucking good mood just to step oh, into your backyard. You know you're welcome. Well, anytime, I'm gonna just be there one day, and yeah. you won't even know that. I you want you me. to. <laughs> you're allowed. You have. Uh-huh. You have my permission. Oh, uh-huh. we're gonna hang out. I can't um. wait. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so but then you, yeah. You, so I um, uh, Katie was working with um. One of her friends, Danny Sawchuk, that's not her last name at that point, but uh, anyway, she's married now to Murray Sawchuk, who's a a magician here. Uh, He works all over the city, probably the hardest working person I know. He's he's been called, because of my research, uh, according to my research, the funniest magician in Vegas. Oh, cool. So, saw that on his website. 
That's the. Uh, I'll, <laughs> he told me so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I saw it on his website. He didn't. He didn't like tell me that. <laughs> oh, that's all. Um, he's a he's a regular on like Pawn Stars. He 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 has like a he has a very distinct haircut. Mm. He's got the blonde. He kind of looks like a palm tree. I think that's what he's going for. I don't know if he'd mind. Yeah. If I oh said yeah. That. It's definitely the look. Yeah. It's, uh, you're stuck your finger in a socket type of. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's wacky ish. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, very funny guy, very down to earth dude too. Like, yeah, very kind. He's yeah. always helping people out, always. And yeah, he asked if I wanted to do. He he started a landscaping business called yeah. Dirt to Dreams yeah. over COVID, and he asked if I wanted to do uh, work with him. And so I I did. Oh, that. he started it during COVID. He started it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought it was like COVID. already established. No. Wow. And he's still doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I we we would do uh, complete renovations on people's front and backyard, and then uh, I think I had like five or six properties that I would uh, keep up uh, per week. Oh shit! Okay. Um, so I would drive to these places in his uh, in his truck, his 1982. I don't think it's a Ford Bronco, but it's something <laughs> like that, which has the worst steering ever it's like if you turn you're still going straight you have to turn it 300,000 degrees and man I give him I give him crap about it all the time it's hilarious but I think that was his first first truck and it's I think it's got uh 700,000 miles on it or something like that it's, it's impressive well I mean at that point it's just immortal I think yeah right yeah does he yeah where would he find the parts for it time machine it's all analog yeah I'm sure you just chisel it out of stone it's like wooden parts on the inside Jesus you have to grow it you have to grow Ford 1982 Ford Bronco parts I don't think it's a Ford Bronco but that's why you're growing bamboo in your backyard yeah yeah I'm helping his keep his car up You're welcome, oh, Murray. You're on. You're on a blast here, Murray. We'll have we'll have Murray on the podcast so he can rebut. Yeah, yeah. All, have all, all the, the things you're saying. Absolutely, <laughs> he'll probably be the first one to tell you. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. He always lets people drive his car and, and drive around. He's a very kind individual. Um, well, that and that brings up a good point that I've thought about, and just because what we were talking about before we started recording about like, you know. Or opportunity, all the opportunity that I've had, that real opportunity where it's like, you could potentially go down this path and make a career out of it. Mm-hmm. It's never been from applying for jobs. It's never been from my qualifications or the school I went to or the degree I, degrees I have. It's always been from people that know me and want to work with me. Mm-hmm. And that type of thing where Murray is like, you know, you... you connect through so-and-so or whatever um meaningful shit happens through people and not paper yeah exactly or social media or whatever sure because like i i spend a good portion of my day uh when i'm not at work on on linkedin and and doing this and that and what i've learned from that is that applying for jobs it's like it's you you still apply for jobs. You still apply for shit that comes out. But real meaningful mentorship and improvement and all this shit that's actually going to get you somewhere happens by communicating with people. 
Sure. And like, you have to put yourself out there too. I mean, it's not, yeah. it's not just somebody you know who's actually doing all the legwork or something. Granted, yeah. um, Katie introduced me to these people and yeah. she's she's a social butterfly. She's yeah. I admire her so much because did you ever see the movie um Yes Man? Yes. Is that the Jim Carrey one? Yeah. The, yeah. Where where he just he doesn't say if given an he opportunity, has to say he yes. Has to say yes. Yeah. Katie, even what if she it, doesn't want to go out, it's liar liar, but like with Zoe Deschanel, uh, right? <laughs> Without lying, yeah. Yeah, she'll go out and uh, um, even if she doesn't want to, she'll go out with her friends and and just make an appearance. Um, Which can we plug? Can we plug Katie real quick? Oh yeah, because like every time I see her on Instagram, what's her Instagram? Do you know it off by heart? What you, the hell's an Instagram? Your bad husband, Katie. Katie, Katie, Katie Rose, Katie Rose. <laughs> I can't read. Katie M- Rose M- 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 Z. What's M- M- What is that? By the Katie way, Katie Rose Matthews, New Zealand. Oh, okay, nice. That is it Katie sense, Rose or is it Katie M? Katie it's Rose. K A T I E R O S E M N Z. On Instagram, yeah, she's awesome. Before all that stuff, but she's always doing shit like the random. Like I don't know what to expect. When she posts shit, because it's yeah. always different shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's my favorite. Can I just say my favorite is uh, the she, park? She's a dancer here in Vegas. She's a dancer in ba- Vegas. Ba- ballet trained and ballet like, and then she does. Every, like, she and, does everything. And I know how badass she is because Meredith talks about her as like her ballet technique specifically, mm. and like, yeah, oh, she's very. Meredith, you're so sweet. Very, very fucking good at what she does. Um, yeah, I love she how particular she is too. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that turn turn me on about her. Go, ha ha! Look at your pointy feet. <laughs> look at how pointy your look feet are. Wow! Look at your arabesque. My goodness gracious! <laughs> oh, Three God. twirls, no way. Four is too many. Five is out of the question. I choose her. <clears throat> you, you've got an accent. <laughs> Do you need a green card and got an accent? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> totally works. It does. So your wife is a hustler, man. Like she yeah. she does she Yeah, she does, doesn't never say stops. no to gigs. Never stops. Um uh, yeah. 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 Uh, she rarely gets a day off. In fact, yeah. we have our first day off tomorrow. I was just gonna say that my favorite thing that you guys do it's two of my favorite things that you guys have done sort of as a collab. We forgot to do it this year. On on Instagram is the Tiny Hands. Forgot to do that one this Tiny year. Tiny Hands shit. So they do montages cuz you do like what was the last one you did? It well, it's always on Christmas, Christmas and we do we do our little Christmas journey. We'll either go to like uh finding clothes or we went to uh ext- extravagant or what is it called? The outdoor uh massive uh uh, like Me and winter don't do shit. We <laughs> it's really it's a lot of fun. They've got like ice skating and then and she's uh, gone ice skating without me like several times since we moved here, and I'm like kind of blown away by that. And I'm a little salty about it too. <laughs> well, you're I Canadian, was probably so you're working, like, but oh no, I can't. She probably can skate better than I can, but she's from a place where if there's an, a centimeter of st- a snow, sorry, half an inch of snow, uh, they no, I understand they, centimeters. <laughs> But they, they go insane because they don't have snow plows where she is. Anyway, <laughs> and she's out there skating in Vegas, you know? The, what? Why not? What, what kind of world is this? Um, no, uh, what was I saying? Uh, so you do Tiny Hands, you do this whole montage of like, uh, it's like a Christmas song playing and you're yeah. doing like drinking cocoa with yeah, Tiny Hands. Yeah, it's our hands, night out. And little plastic Tiny Hands. Tiny Hand Adventure. <laughs> 
And then the other one I'm a big fan of is uh, the parkour video. That was a oh, that was that was a good one. Yeah, that was a one off. <laughs> Funny was, enough that that his voice sounded like my voice. Yeah, and that, that's, well, that, that was the, so it was. And before, he says Michael too. And yes, and, uh, like, uh, and and so the parkour thing from the office. It's like a whole TikTok. That, it was before TikTok. I knew what the yeah. fuck TikTok was all about, which is like recycling COVID, right? memes and shit. Yeah, but like you were doing it on Instagram, and it was it was you. And just you and Katie just running around your house like <laughs> parkouring. Yeah, it's just really fun. Yep. At yep. one point, you open up your oven and scream parkour into the oven. Yep. <laughs> I parkour. I parkour up one stair. <laughs> I'm gonna. We're gonna watch that after. Oh man, that's good. Anyway, but I do like the uh, the um, uh, the Mortal Kombat one was good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, baking, oh yeah. You're, baking and then Thanos. Your fucking your your Halloween costumes. <laughs> oh yeah. Amazing. Good, yeah. Between the two, the Mortal yeah. Kombat ones and the. Yeah, because she would she do katana? baking Thanos. She did katana, and yeah. you were um, Sub Zero, and then and then the Zoolander one. Oh, that's right, Mugatu. Which, and... which Mugatu, and you've tried to teach me how to oh. say her name so many how, times. How are we still going over this? I don't know. I don't know. Katinka, hold on. Let yeah, me try. Yeah, you're it. doing try so it. far so good. Katinka, it's like Bogovich, but is more to it, right? Something, and then it ends in Nana. Go. <laughs> Yeah, teach it to me again. This is Inka Inga Bogovna na na. Inka Bogovna na na. Katinka Inga Inka Inga Inga. Katinka Inga Bogovna na na. But it's just it's amazing because it has the air of Will Ferrell just riffing a name. Katinka Inga Bogovna na na. Yeah. But you're, but uh, anyway, anyway, we've been talking Mila about Mila uh, If you're listening to this, we're, uh, um, <laughs> I love you. All right, back on track. Um, Auto wash. This this episode is called um, Episode 11 uh, Katie Matthews, Representative Michael Rabinan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I'm sitting in for her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of your wife. You're okay. <laughs> Big fan of your wife, though. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I wrote, let me see, Little Landscape Boy, Live Two Seconds Away, and now we're opposite ends of Vegas. Um, I said, I, I wrote questions, what's it like to get enough vitamin D into your skin? <laughs> Stupid. Gonna leave that out. Cruise ship, best and worst parts, we did that. Um, who is your favorite musician? I don't have one. Either, fa- well, Easily. Either, but that you've played with. Over the years, my favorite musician that I've played with. Yeah, that's a loaded question, and I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what would qualify that. I don't. I don't have one because that would distract from doing the job. Oh, okay. They're, I don't. Just, I don't develop a, relationships. I just. They're just. A, I mean, I, I. I hit those high D's. And honestly, I, I. I don't think I've ever been starstruck by anybody that I've. Well, not about starstruck, but, and it doesn't have to be like famous either. Well, how about this? What's your favorite gig? What has been your favorite gig in your entire career? Looking back, whether it was a jam session, whether it was just when you were like in the moment with the music, feeling. I it. don't have one because I've always hated the way I played. Oh God, that feels good to hear, but I hate that for you. <laughs> I know. It's just right, a, do right you do you. you go? Do people? Or, or, so I waited tables for like ten years. Yeah, I couldn't say what was my favorite day. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Yeah, but playing music... It's a job. It's a job. Yeah, yeah, see, that's the thing. There you go. You've touched on an interesting point, is that... 
don't get me wrong. You're supposed to enjoy your job, and and but but you're there to do a job. I like I I tell my students all the time. Um, that doesn't mean you can't enjoy it though. You can enjoy it afterwards. Okay, then what what gig have you enjoyed afterwards? Like, <sighs> what gig were you like? You left the gig and you were like, that was I I could do that every day. The ones that I played well on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Okay. So, PSA to every music student ever. You're your worst critic, man. Well, you're your worst critic, but you you when you reach the point in your music career when you're making money, you're doing things, you're getting called for stuff, and you are miserable still, then it's not... What do you do then? What do you do with that? Do you continue down that road? Do you like... Well, I, I, I don't say I would be miserable. There, there was a time in my life where every time I picked it up, I... I I put it down, but yeah. I tried. Yeah. I tried like five minutes picking up the trumpet. I hated it, hated yeah. it. Yeah. Every time I do it, I'd feel like I was getting worse at it. Yeah, and yes. it was like an entire summer. Um, I was I was right in when the middle were... of Berkeley. Okay, yeah, yep. Um, I uh, I hated it, but yeah. I I don't know. I mountains are meant to be climbed. Uh, you. I think I always reverted back to the fact that um, why did you get into it in the first place? Yeah. It made you happy. So how do you get back there? Yeah. Yes. Well, no, but uh, it's, but the, for yeah. real. Like and I've, you can, you can, oh, I remember telling my this, myself this all the time. You can figure this out. Yeah. You can. You're, yeah, you you're, have, have you know your own body. Yeah. You know, you know what works, what doesn't. And it's, you're allowed to be frustrated. Yeah. You're allowed. It's, but, um, uh, being discouraged doesn't help anybody. Uh, try. Doesn't work that day. Okay, stop. Go on to the next thing. Yeah. There's always tomorrow. I, it might be even worse tomorrow, but there's only one way to find out. That's true. That's a, um, that's a good point. Uh, sometimes you take th- four, three or four steps back and then one step forward. Yeah. Um, but eventually things start clicking a bit easier. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was growing up, the, my, my biggest problem was sight reading. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand time or the, or the, um, the, the segments of time. It's a different part of your brain than just like having good tone or being able to like yeah. hear something. And, you know. Well, this brings me back to the uh, point where I was, where we were talking, what is your favorite moment? Um, uh, I don't have a favorite moment because I, I, I don't want to live in this. Uh, remember when I did this type of thing? It's always, yeah. uh, it's always the next. Yeah. Uh, how do I? How do I make this next part? Yeah. Perfect. You're more. You're uh, it's more an impossibility. In the present. Yeah. Moment. It, kind of it, it all just passed. I don't remember yeah. the moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, I tell my students, uh, you don't, you don't have the ability to feel anymore. It's math now. Make yeah. sure it's right. That the. You know the people in the audience. You're a terrifying teacher. Yeah, I am. The people in the audience get to feel what you do. Yeah. You get to give the feel. You yeah. can't. You can't dig on what you're doing. Otherwise, like, oh, well, well, do that at home that's by a yourself. Jam session. That's a that's in a the closet. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. No, but then don't but get then, me wrong. There are times where you're just like, whoa, where did that come from? That was fun. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. You're allowed to give yourself props and 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 other people props. Yeah. But. Uh, you don't have the luxury of doing it that if you want to get to the next thing. Yeah. How do you complete your sentence? How do you complete this entire 
little speech, let's just say, for instance, soloing or whatever, you don't have time to reflect on what you just did because, well, you just lost the moment of doing. Yeah. Uh, it's, that's, that's wrong. Finish what you need to do, then step back away from it and be like, oh, that sucked. <laughs> God, I'm still terrible. <laughs> well, and, and now it's easier than ever to record yourself. And, yeah, and, which and it's good. That's good and bad, too. Yeah. Like. Hence why I'm doing this podcast, which is like, to li- do I hate the guy that I'm listening to myself? You know, you have a good voice. Somebody. I like your voice. No, I have a great voice. <laughs> no, I don't. You know, no, I hate the way I laugh and shit. But like, really, I I disagree. I, no, no, no. I but think you besides like aesthetic stuff, like do I, you I need just a back mean, massage? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do very much so. Okay. Um, no, but like don't besides besides like aesthetically, what I actually sound like physically is more like is the content of what this person is saying. You know, I, I'm I'm approaching this podcast the same way I would approach listening to myself play. Which people don't do enough. Which we don't, I don't think, as musicians... It's hard to it's, look in the mirror. Well, we're not, we don't press it enough. I think that mm. a lot, there's so many, and I don't, look, it's just my experience, and there's like, there's lots of many different music teachers teaching all over the country, all over the world, that are approaching things in different ways, and it's all evolving, and I don't know everybody, but from my experience, my education in music was learn scales, learn these specific jazz scales, learn these tunes, learn how to craft a solo. And, you know, and there's no, and not to say that that's not amazing and, and really hard to fucking do because it sure. took me a good, like, I, don't, I think I probably actually learned how to really solo after I left cruise ships. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's when I was like, I think I kind of get it now. Mm-hmm. And that's when I wasn't even studying performance. You know, I was studying composition. Um, but like, yeah, so uh, where was I going with that? I don't know. Um, we have to define our goals before we start what we're doing, and I think that that doesn't happen in... You think you need a goal to, to just enjoy yeah. the ride? Well, not to enjoy... No, but th- that's there's the goal. Is the goal to just enjoy the ride? Then that's the goal. Then, okay, then we've defined the goal. It definitely um, keeps you from... Uh, getting down on yourself when you don't achieve said goal. That's fine, but like, are you are you paying this X amount of money to just enjoy the ride, or are you there? Are you like, talking about if you were school? I'm talking, I'm talking about, about if you were any anything you're doing, right? Like, there's certain things like if you're gonna go, if I'm gonna go and do an album or something, if I'm gonna make like a live album, for instance, a passion project. Sure, I'm gonna do only exactly what I feel like is like what I'm grooving on right now. Like sure. the, I'm going to write the tunes that I want to hear. I want to have like this person play it. I want this person on drums. I'm going to make my dream dream project happen and I'm going to sink my own money into it and that's 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 my thing. I'm going to do that. But like if I'm talking about how am I going to pay rent? How am I going to pay groceries? How am I going to survive in a way that's not necessarily waiting on tables or working as an IA at a fucking middle school or uh, you know, at landscaping or what all these things that we do to support ourselves as musicians, and then are we are we musicians at that point? Like you know, you're saying is that a hobby if you have to have another job? Well, it's more. I, I'm getting. I'm. I went down a different road there. You're but, good. Hey, hey, no, it's okay. You're good. But uh, uh, my point is is more of of a little bit of a critique of post-secondary education i guess in music okay. where the emphasis is putting on is put on 
how do I make good music? Whether that's performance or composition or whatever, um, with technique, with with repertoire, with being innovative and all that shit. And that's all great shit. But I don't think that you should, from an ethical standpoint, take someone's money, teach them all these things, and then send them out into the world without giving them a uh, a means to feed themselves while they go on the next part of their career, you know? Um, well, and and what do you propose that I they, propose they the, would be teaching? The curriculum. Uh, an individual, other than, like, how do you do your taxes or something? Well, I mean, like, figure out how to license music. Figure out how... what. How does someone... There, Berkeley has that stuff. And and I imagine that... it's And again, I'm just talking from my own experience of just like state and you know, Yeah, they have music business courses. Yeah. And I'm hoping that they keep up to date with that stuff. It sounds like... God, I hope so. Of course they do. Well, well, it kind of be a crap school. Because, well, here's the thing. It's like, it's the same thing with like Congress and shit. It's like you have these blue haired people, not Ooh. necessarily. And I think Berkeley has some really, like I'm... Whatever. I'm listening to a podcast with this this guy that um, it was really interesting stuff. He was talking about like how NFTs and blockchain shit is going to affect the music industry. But um, I feel like a lot of academia is just like I learned. I learned. I had a guy that used to play with Woody Herman sitting in a room with me and you know six other uh adolescents basically 20 year olds sure sure telling us why that doesn't work over this part of the song and that's incredibly fucking valuable when you're learning how to play jazz or play your or or learn about like how this theory theoretically works over this but none of that has to do with how am i going to survive once i leave here what's what's uh, what's what are revenue streams that i could take advantage of what are you know, publishing well, that, that's, and, and that's, stock music writing, and 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 there's so you many know things. who has that has it worse? Who athletes? Okay, how are you going to be? How if you're an athlete and that's what you want to do? Yeah, you either have to be the best at it. You have to be a professional. Yeah, and even then, you probably you might not get paid. I mean, yeah, I hate to bring that you know WNBA or anything yeah, in yeah. there, but you know yeah. you're. You know they're 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 playing for fifteen hundred people. Yeah, and um, they might get imprisoned in Russia. You know, <laughs> there's that. That's how you get famous, <laughs> and that's how you make your money. She but was, like she you, was going to distribute. There's the, so few. <laughs> there's so. I. I uh, okay. I. I hate telling my students that music is a competition because the competition competition should only be with yourself. Right. Right. But music is a competition. Yeah. Uh, there are only so many positions out there, mm-hmm. and you could be better than this other person, but there are so many other factors uh, that you that can be uh, looked at. You know, yeah. the, the timing, how good of uh, a person you are to work with. Um, uh, but that's how, that's in career skills and shit. Yeah, that's nobody all. nobody tells you. There's no there's no. I mean, if you have good mentors, they do. But nobody tells you, "Hey, here's how you etiquette. Here's showing up on time." Is if you don't show up on time, don't bother practicing. Don't bother yeah, going to class. You're, you're so right. You're because it's like it's you're automatically disrespecting whoever's in, fucking employing yeah, you. Yeah, you won't by you won't showing up late. You know, so it's and you're inconveniencing everyone, whatever. But yeah, um, well, that's you. I don't want to say loyalty, but yeah, loyalty. Yeah. Uh, it's 
it's a lot of the right time, right place. Yeah. Um, but it's also about always getting yourself out there, going to yeah. these jam sessions, networking. Um, it, networking. Huge. Well, that, again, um, like you, the only meaningful you have things to talk you can to get. people. You have yeah. to. Yeah. You have but to. If they go don't to know you're sessions. there, you're never gonna be brought up. Right. Yeah. Or, you know. Um, that's how I met everybody here. Is yeah. going to the the funk jam. Yeah. Uh. At the sugar factory, right? <laughs> the sugar, the sand, the sand dollar. Sand uh, they dollar. just had one on Wednesday, but I was, I was, I was working on yeah. a, a tune and this goddamn book, which it'll get there. I've decided to make it. The, there's a the, all right. So I'm doing like a uh, um, trying to do. I always wanted to do a book. Yeah, always. Now, when you say book, you mean a musician, like yeah, sorry, yeah. like a not For a music theory, but like it's it's gonna be a um, um, it's not a novel. Of, no, it's like a kind of a a, a resource guide or okay. or a cheat sheet. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna call it Music Genie. Okay, uh, right. uh, I don't know if you ever played you Genesis or first. something. Okay, Genesis back in the day, but there was this uh, Genesis had cartridges, right, and You'd slip the cartridge into the the main sixteen bit, all sixteen bits <laughs> of graphics. Oh my god, we're but so it's, old. Yeah, but it's we're blast so processing. <laughs> what the shit that means? Oh man, I, I don't. I don't. So, I have no idea what you're talking about. Right <laughs> something they made up, man. It's something they made up. Blast process. Blast process. Yeah, it was supposed fine. to be so much faster with Sonic. <laughs> god. Anyway, so music genie or game genie. Uh, and I might probably have just messed up the copyright or anything like that. <laughs> no, I know, no, that's fine. Um, you can talk about things. We're not like uh, no, I'm not like no, playing I know. a soundtrack. Yeah, but if for... I if I if I made it anyway, basically yeah, yeah. you slip the cartridge onto this other cartridge. Yeah, that sort of debugs the whole thing. Oh well, that's like a Game Shark, like with yeah, the, exactly. Yeah, it yeah, was before Nintendo. Game Shark. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah, it was before Game Shark. It was called Game Genie. Okay. It All was right. this dude who looked like. Uh, not Encino Man, but Lawnmower Man with a bunch of electricity. It was awesome. Anyway, uh, so basically, I wanted to make a book where where it was a quick reference guide for not only beginners and medias, but professionals as well. Yeah, you know, uh, if if I'm a B flat instrument, yeah, um, and I want to read, hey, uh, you're a in person, French okay? horn. You're a, you're um, a good man. Uh, how do I do that? You're not that just a B flat really instrument. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Your B flat instrument, go. Yeah, go. And I and I, someone Sorry. puts a French horn piece of music in front of me. Yeah. Um. How? What do I do to, to read that in the right key? You know. Yeah. Or or or, or um. Uh, weird scales or something. Just. Uh, yeah, the, like have the, it, the formula is just there. That's great. That's because that's an index. Because that's a real world fucking right thing that happens to. Hey, all I have is this French horn part. Can right. you read it? And it's like, well, now that I've done this, yes, yeah. I can. So, so those more like the yeah. professional-ish side of it. Yeah. But the 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 beginner side of it would be learning how do you learn your order of sharps and flats. Okay. Um, yeah. So what it when you when you learned those because these those things have to be memorized. Um, how did you learn them so that they would be memorized? I also have like a formula for the flats or the sharps. So right. So what did you do for the order of I don't know. Order oh, of I, mean, I don't remember that, but oh. I mean, you just you just memorize them. Well, I, it's more about like I when I just remember being in. It was college before I like was able to play in all keys. Right. Oh yeah. Me, yeah. Me too. 
But like I, I just more I would sort of memorize how it felt, I guess. More than but anything. The, but the order of flats and the order of sharps, the one when you oh, see like it on the just literally like yeah. knowing like the acronym B E A D G C F S C G D A U B. I mean Because I, I was taught bead greatest common factor. B E A D G C F. Well bead was super helpful with Super this. helpful. Well I learned it with the circle of fifths. Which, yes. Do I still have that up there? No, I don't. Um, so having like uh, having a visual really helped with that. Oh, okay. Where like all like the G flat F right. sharp was on the very bottom. Right. And then you know we had the whole the yes. weird the C weird flat two overlaps v. on the bottom. Yeah. Where it was like C seven sharp. flats and seven sharps. Right. But you would really just be five flats, five five sharps. Right. Would whatever. you rather read in D flat or C sharp? Definitely D flat. Yeah. Definitely D flat. Um. Uh, oh, my order question. of sharps were five cows got drunk at Ed's barn. <laughs> F C G D A E B. Boom. Boom goes the well, dynamite. Well, but like you could have you could have them just make up their own acronym. Yes. Yes, but that's, that what that's what I was taught. That's what I was taught and so yeah. I just figured I'd I'd carry uh, I'm not sure if it's t- terribly appropriate to um Maybe children Maybe, yeah. the age of children that I'm well, doing it to, but yeah. I was like, I don't care. Uh, this is what I learned, and uh, it was good for me. It's good for you. Yeah, I'm showing my age right there. Um, but I do, I do, I, I've come up with like weird formulas that just to remember uh, what key. Like, all right, take for instance. Let's say we're in uh, a a key that has just sharps. Okay. Um, at, let's just say we have one sharp. So yeah. I would teach my student. Okay, the order of sharps, F, C, G, D, A, E, B. I have one sharp. What's the one sharp that's in this scale? Oh, F sharp. Okay, great. It happens to be the very first sharp. Right. But that's not what note we start on for this quote-unquote major scale. Right. Let's just call it a major scale. Yeah. So how do we find out what note to start on? Um, well, for the sharps, we go to the very last sharp we need, which happens to be the very first sharp, and we go up a half step. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's G. We're going to be playing G major scale. You're boiling it down to a formula. Yeah, something yeah. something that doesn't have to be memorized, or you have to look at the um, the circle of fifths to be able to remember all all, all the stuff. Right. I it's just many different ways of saying the exact same thing. Right. Um, but that's what a good teacher does. They say one concept in ev- many different ways for many different learning styles you know yeah yeah i guess because i was an idiot or something i had to figure it out myself figure out <laughs> well, my no, own no, ways. but that's but that, well but then that that is going to be even more meaningful you're, you're also i think that just means you're a good student is that you <laughs> you went out and learned I mean, it you're learning something yourself and having to struggle with something is yeah you're going to learn it way deeper oh. than if you had it explained to you i don't know or, or you just got it yeah this is the only one way uh, it's, common it's, core. <laughs> it's harder. To, it's harder to be dumb, folks. Uh, um, it's also really hard to root for the Jets. <laughs> no sports on this. Here podcast. we are. Anyway, are you talking about uh, uh, Jets? And Not the Benny Sharks? and the Jets. Or oh, okay. no, yeah, right. no, no. When the, you're a Jet, the, the New York. Are you a Jet? Jets. Like for a little bit, or are you a Jet? Like for until your like last dying day. Fucking dumb. So dumb. <laughs> So dumb. <laughs> that is a rhetorical question. <laughs> that was from West Side Story. Uh, but so the book, you're gonna you're, oh, yeah. you're throwing so this I'm, all into a book that you're gonna. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's a lot of revisions, but I, I, you know, I don't remember. 
I think a lot of stuff from music theory. Well, I so think, I'm re-remembering yeah. stuff. Well, that but that's great because then you have the first-person perspective of someone learning it. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of, oh, yeah. You know, definitely. Sort of. Or, you, it's you also know stuff it, that I knew of but never actually learned it too. So I'm I'm actually uh, reinforcing. Yeah. Uh, me I think learning. That's, that's really valuable. Is is the emphasis? I think that what you should include in that, if I had a request as someone who oh, is yeah. also uh, teaching music and stuff, is practicality, practical sides of things, and like why why are we learning all this theory to do this and that this this or that? Yeah, where um, you would use it. Yeah, where you would use I'm it. I'm definitely you would putting use that it. in there. Yeah, yeah, and and like. And it means to an end. Like the fin- I feel like having goalposts are good because you can you if you're centering your focus around a goalpost, then you can direct what you're doing in a more efficient way. Sure, I guess. Um, yeah. No, so. I think you nailed it with practical application. Yeah. Um, how does this go over? Where would I normally typically use this scale? Yeah. Where would I typically find uh, this? I, I'm not putting any patterns yeah. or any like box rules of harmonic progression because that's 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 getting into it. Yeah, uh, this is just really quick tips and things like that. Yeah, and you, what does every single music book, every single music theory book lack? It's humor. People, uh, <laughs> there's not none of it is funny. Uh, maybe really well tell here, me a music theory no no, book no that's it's funny. not that i'm disagreeing with you but i don't think that I, I get annoyed if i see somebody in an instructional book trying to be a fucking personality you oh, know okay i i, I, I have I'll some just, deleting to do <laughs> <laughs> no but it's right. true so it's, you're it's, you're just quite happy being engaged with uh math well so ben wendell's book god sitting, do you read st- Stereo instructions, just <laughs> as again. a hobby. No, but I came for the information, and I don't need. I didn't come for entertainment, you know. But at the same but time, I, uh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, at the same time, it's like you want to have something that's like digestible or whatever. Yeah, but <laughs> so I don't know. It depends on how you're gonna implement that. True. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's the focus is not being funny. It's just yeah to soften the blow of all this information yeah okay well, I, I i'll review it. you it's probably not funny oh. <laughs> <laughs> i can review it it's uh, uh, funny to me i think i think it's you're, you're on to something there though because like having something i don't know that, just i just remember learning theory in school was just like well it's this a grind, is man. just like, what so the hell's the point of much it? stuff why am i not engaged but don't you think that like ha- not having a goalpost that's like it, at least on the horizon that makes it so much harder to learn something because like why the fuck am i learning this i'm gonna quit it makes that's all you can think about honestly for the sheer enjoyment of it um but then if it's not enjoyable then uh, well that's that's what i'm saying yeah you have to make it enjoyable it doesn't matter if there's a goal post you're just enjoying the walk i guess yeah um i'd always i'd always make the analogy of walking through a garden uh with my students do you want to hurry up and get through it so you can do what or do you want to stop and Check yeah. out some flowers, smell some well, then, shit. Yeah, because then you have more depth of experience. Yeah, enjoy the whole ride. I mean, what's what's the point in getting to the goal if you're just not going to enjoy every the whole process? Yeah. Uh, then you're then it is just a job. Well, but then again, it's like you have to define your goalpost, which is like if are you doing this 
for a job? Are you trying to turn this into a career? And that doesn't mean that you can't have true. You you do have to have a little fire under you. And, and yeah, and, well, but and then but then I need to it's get like, to this point to but be the able. Core to... of that is the fact that you couldn't imagine yourself doing anything other than music for a living. So that now you have. If that's the case, let me pose it this way. Yeah, that's instead of you can't imagine doing, doing anything else, else. This is how about this? This is just what all you want to do. Yeah, you you've never thought about anything else. This is just well, hey, I'm happy in my this little that's spot. That's the same thing, but <laughs> it is. But it's it's a different it's a different it's a different look at it. It's a, yeah. it feels to me a little more positive because yeah. you're happy where you are and right. not terrified okay, yeah. about anything else. Oh, I see. I see. I don't want to do this. Oh, here's where, but I have to have a backup plan. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, and look, if you're not afraid afraid of failing. Yeah. Um, if you're not afraid of failing, then your so parents are rich. It is what that is. Oh God. Um, uh, you have to. You have to be based in reality. You have yeah. to know your your what you're good at and what you're not yeah, too absolutely. at the same time. So you can't have any delusions of grandeur. You're yeah. allowed to get scrutinized and you're allowed to cry. It's it's not about the puncher. It's how hard you get up or something. <laughs> well, Wait, that was <laughs> you heard it here, folks. It's not about the puncher. It's how hard you get up. <laughs> I think my point, I guess, is I the thing that I get kind of tied up in knots about if if I have kids and then they go into um, music and arts and all those things is you're going into an industry that is a buyer's market, which yeah. means that it's only lucrative for a few. It's only lucrative for a few. And those people take advantage of the many people that make that industry possible. It's, it's hard to lead people into, um, this gauntlet that they're about to enter, which is go and make a living playing music or go and make a living being an animator or an artist or whatever, or dancer. And it's really hard to, Look at kids in the eye who are paying, or their parents are paying thousands of dollars, hundreds of tens of thousands of dollars to get an education doing something that might not work out for them. You know? Yeah, could you say that about anything, though? You Well, you could say it more about music and arts and, and things like that rather than like a nurse or people sure, that are essential workers very, and all yeah, that stuff. You know? Yeah, uh, music isn't terribly essential. Anyway. Yeah, no. I you mean, have the right if, idea, what, you have to, So you're saying you should give all these students a disclaimer. This Teaching, yeah. teaching you doesn't necessarily mean that you will be successful. Exactly, yeah. Well, I and, and think nothing they is guaranteed. know that. Nothing, well, they, you they don't know think that. that no one goes into music being like, I'm going to be a superstar. Right. That's your first problem right there. I agree with all of that. I'm just saying, all I'm saying is in addition to making them aware of that, just so you know, this isn't being a plumber. This isn't being a congressman. This isn't being a nurse. This is being someone who is going into uh, an area that you are at the disadvantage and you are not in demand until you make yourself in demand. Yeah. Um, you can make or break yourself. Yeah. Uh, I think what we need to put more emphasis on and include more of in our diet when we're teaching this stuff in academia is the day to day. How to not starve while you're doing that, you know? Like, and I think, at what age are you are you saying that this should be implemented? I think, because well, I mean, like college level. Like okay. Not, All right. Yes. Yeah. That is. I completely agree with you. Yeah. You have to. Life skills need to be taught. Yeah. 
Um, well, earlier than that is more just like because there's more to social skills. That's what it well, is. Well, so, it's social skills, and there's so much that music can teach you just in general from sure. forming abstract information into physical movement and sure. things like that. Like that, if you go and play clarinet for six years and then don't play clarinet, like you, you're gonna have stuff that. Your mind is going to work better than if you didn't do Don't that. play clarinet, kids. <laughs> yeah. Death yeah, stick. don't play clarinet. Uh, that's just my general advice to everyone in the world. Yes. Um, Uncle Roger told me that. Except for Paquito de Rivera. Uh, he am. should be playing clarinet. And Julian Tanaka should also be playing clarinet. Um, and also ingratiate yourself to people who may be on your podcast one day. Nice. Quick questions. Speed round. Ready? Yeah. Here ready, go. go. Do you, do your lips hurt from all the bugling? No, but there is a fun little fact. When you first start playing trumpet okay. for the very first month, okay. every time you play, your lips tingle. Ooh. And then, and then it never happens again. You <laughs> literally go through puberty for a month. <laughs> you go through trumpet. That was wild. Every single trumpet player ever has had the same... Or uh, I guess just brass player. Yeah, the same thing. Just tingle. You play like, for what a do you month. Mean to tingle like like after the. It's like, like a little little bit of electricity ish type of thing. So it tingles. Like your your nerve endings are. But like for what? Like five minutes after you stop playing, or like. Yeah. 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 Five. Okay. Five ten minutes, something like that. And then it just doesn't. It, you do that for like a week and then a, month, a, a month, a month, and then and then, then it will never tingle again. Okay. All right. You're flapping your lips really quickly in a small space. <laughs> it's stupid. It's weird. Your mouth and lips like, why would, who thought of that? Anyway, here's a tube. Here, look. Here. Do that. Do that noise. But then do it with this over your mouth. Yeah. This is the guy that invented brass instruments. Oh, my. Yeah. Hey. 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 Like, he's stopping people in the street. Like, they're just trying to go buy bread or something. Yeah. You hey. want to hear a sound of a, of a bee? <laughs> hey. 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 Hey, I have a horn. God damn it, Tony. Can you stop? <laughs> Just do this somewhere else. Not in front of my bakery, all right? Hey. You dirty musicians. I invented this. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> okay, two so questions. Stupid. Two questions. What do you want the world to know about you? And how, wow. do, people, how do people find you? Well, lives, like hopefully. <laughs> hopefully with a pulse. What do I want the world to know about me? Not that this has this podcast has any reach at all, but... I mean, you're 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 writing a manual of of practical skills for musicians. I think that's a good, that's amazing. I don't know. Uh, I've always been kind of intrigued in um, how to live forever. <laughs> that I think they cover that in the but first Harry Potter book. But you can't actually physically do that, right? I mean, um, maybe in a th- I mean, maybe I in a couple know. hundred years, we probably I feel find like the, the elite will find that out before uh, before but, we do. The but. only way to do that is to write something down. I just, I guess, I just wanted to be remembered. Yep. Thank you for coming on my podcast. Dude, this was a lot of fun. You're, um, and the evening's not over. It's just that's where you, as the listener, will leave us. You have to go home. We get to keep being Michaels. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> That's today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. If you want to follow Rabadan on social media, his Instagram is at Michael Rabadan. That's R-A-B-A-D-A-N. Please direct all complaints about today's episode to him there, and he will answer every single one of them. 
Alright, so for today's transition, I'll be getting a tiger to chase me to the next episode. She's been in a cage for a couple days and she looks super hungry, so this should be interesting. Wish me luck. Hey, beautiful, look at you. Hey, any relation to Tony? <laughs> just kidding. Alright, just let me unlock this and... Oh! Oh god, oh god.